welcome back. We're Stacey and Pete. This is the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. Our first new movie that we're covering in 2023. It's exciting. It is exciting. Not a new movie. Right. But a new episode. Right. Of a movie. Yes. About a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into that, you know, we typically do show and tell. Right. Uh, But this week, I thought it would be fun to read a note that a We Don't Want to Grow Up community member sent to us. They wanted to remain anonymous, but they thought we would enjoy it. And they were right. (laughs) So this is a note that they had written to a friend and the friend found it and then sent the picture to them. Oh, that's great. I am so jealous of this. Yeah. Because I only have the letters that my friends wrote to me, Mm -hmm. what I would give to have the letters that I wrote to them. Right. You know, just to see what I was saying back then. But I'm sure they've probably thrown them all out. Or maybe not. <laughs> maybe they had There's still hope. parents that stuck their stuff in the attic, too. Could be. If you're listening, go look. Go look, please. <laughs> so this is from February 15th, 1998. Ah. Class night, class 98. <laughs> Dear blank. Hello. Happy Valentine's Day. I also thought it was fitting since we're close to Valentine's Day. Yes. Sorry I haven't written you lately. How are you? I have had a pretty good February, except Friday the 13th. Oh. On February 3rd, I got my braces off. Yay. (laughs) On my 16th birthday, I can drive now. Yay. My friends threw me a surprise party. I was really surprised, especially when I saw the guy I like on my front porch. He was the only guy. I didn't get a car, but my mom bought me a new CD player that holds three CDs. (laughs) It was a really nice birthday. I wish Friday the 13th was better. I had two bloody noses at school. Then at home, I had one for an hour and a half. Oh, no. Plus, after school, I tripped in a big mud puddle in the street. It was not my day. Have you seen the movie Titanic? (laughs) I've seen it twice. I love it. And then she put over how I used to do, like as if you didn't know to turn the note over. Turn the note over. Leonardo is so cute. (laughs) It is just a wonderful movie. Last night, I watched Event Horizon and The Fifth Element. They were both pretty good, except the one had a lot of blood and dead people. That would have been Event Horizon. (laughs) Guess what? In December, I got a letter from Mary. Well? Oh, random. (laughs) Well, write me back soon. Love, blank. P.S. Can I have your email address? Ooh, very early on for an email address request. PPS, guess what? The girl at my school got a hundred roses for Valentine's Day. It was the biggest arrangement I have ever seen. I think a few roses do the job. That's it. That's it. (laughs) I love it. That's how she ended it. I think a few roses do the job. (laughs) Like, that's excessive. I loved so much about this note. What a blast from the past. I mean, the fact that like it was okay that she didn't get a car because she got a new CD player that holds three CDs. Right. You know, also the awful Friday the 13th, the bloody noses and the falling in the mud puddle. That's right. And then switching quickly to Titanic. We got to talk about Titanic. She saw it twice. I saw it 16 times, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it three times. Did you? Oh, yeah. Actually, I think it was like nine times or something, but, you know, the one time I threw up. So that's right. Really eight and a half. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I thought this was amazing. Oh, and then the random like, guess what? In December, I got a letter from Mary. Well, write me back. (laughs) Now I want to know what was in that letter. Who's Mary and what did she say in that letter? Yes. Did Mary move away? Maybe Mary was another one who moved away. Could be. Could be. (laughs) 
Well, thank you, our anonymous letter donor. Thank you, Blank. <laughs> <laughs> this was so fun. And if you have notes, diary entries, funny yearbook signings that you'd like to share with us, you can send them in along with, you know, the typical nostalgic stories that we're always asking for and request to participate in our show and tell. Mm -hmm. We'll send you a questionnaire. If you don't know, here's all the ways you can contact us, interact with us, help support the podcast if you'd like. You can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. You can also find us on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. We've got our Facebook group, the Cozy Club, fans of we don't want to grow up. And if you would like to help support the podcast or just have access to 40 plus bonus episodes, you can come over to our Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. You can donate $4 or more per month and that helps support the podcast and what we've got going on. And it also makes us happy. That's right. <laughs> also exciting. We have new merch. We have so many items available with three different logos to choose from. And you can go to... We dash don't dash wanna dash grow dash up dot myspreadshop.com dot com. <laughs> so our movie from 1994, only you, only you, then made this world seem This right. is a romantic comedy, very romantic. Directed by Norma Jewison and written by Diane Drake. We first meet our leading lady, Faith, as a teenager who obviously believes in soulmates, destiny, and magic. From the Ouija board game with her brother, Larry, she has found the name of her soulmate. And it is D-A-M-O-N-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. Damon Bradley! Damon Bradley. Later at a carnival, a fortune teller sees the same name, Damon Bradley, in the crystal ball that she's looking into, and Faith is shook. Fourteen years later, we find that she is engaged to a boring podiatrist until she gets a call from one of his classmates who is on the way to Venice, Italy. The classmate is Damon Bradley. Damon Bradley? Yeah? Where are you? I'm at the airport. Why? <gasps> Where are you going? I'm on my way to Venice. Oh, oh, I love Venice. Her world is turned upside down in an instant. She rushes to the airport just so she can get a look at him and then misses him, but decides then and there to go after him. So Faith and her sister-in-law, Kate, who's going through her own struggles with her husband, Faith's brother, both board the next plane to Italy, hoping to find Damon. And chaos ensues. I love this movie so much. It's the movie that first made me really want to go to Italy. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because this is the first time seeing it, probably because we just recently watched Serendipity. But I see a lot of similarities, sure. you know, with the faith and the destiny and, and all of that. We'll get to some more of why I feel that way <laughs> in a little bit. But you've never seen this one. First viewing. And I thought, I told you I thought you'd like it. I did like it. That's a good one. It is. So our cast, we have Marissa Tomei, who plays Faith Corvatch. Robert Downey Jr. as Peter Wright. We have Tony Stark and Aunt May reunited. Reunited. Well, I guess they're not reunited. This is the prequel. Yes, the <laughs> prequel to their reunion. We have Bonnie Hunt, who plays Kate Corvatch. Joaquim de Almeida as Giovanni. Fisher Stevens as Larry Corvatch. 
Billy Zane as Harry slash fake Damon Bradley. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Shabon Fallon as Leslie. John Benjamin Hickey as Dwayne, Faith's fiance. And Adam Lefebvre as Damon Bradley. The Damon Bradley. The Damon Bradley. (laughs) Sadly, I could not find a lot of fun facts about this one. Yeah, there were not a lot out there. Just a few. Yeah. The film opened at number three in the North American box office, and it made $5.7 million in its opening weekend and ended up grossing just over $20 million in the U.S. I could not find what its budget was. Right. And so it's always nice to compare the budget to what they actually make. Exactly. So there was a novelization of the movie that was published in 94 by Bantam Books, and it was written by romance author Thayerine Preston. Hmm. And now I want to find it. I bet you do. (laughs) So the cast was unable to shoot at the real mouth of truth, as the nearby square was the target of a terrorist bomb shortly before they began filming in Rome. Oh. So the production designer built a replica of it. Huh. So this was Robert Downey Jr.'s largest paycheck up to this point in his career. He was paid over $2 million. Nice. Which I thought was funny, seeing he doesn't appear on screen until 43 minutes into the film. Yeah, it is a ways into the film. It is. Like, I was thinking as I was watching it, as someone who's seen it a lot, there's a whole movie that happens before he's in it. And then there's a whole movie that happens after. It's like, just when you think it's over, there's like so much more going on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. And he got the biggest paycheck so far, you know? It would continue to grow. Yes. (laughs) Two million is nothing. So Bridget Fonda was the original choice to play the role of Faith. You know, I was thinking about this, which, I mean, Bridget is a great actress and she definitely could have done it. Yeah, I mean, she would have brought something different to it, but I really like Marissa I love Marissa in this. Yeah. And we do know that the movie was apparently originally titled Just in Time because Bonnie Hunt made an appearance on Late Night with David Letterman in 93. And she was saying that that's what the movie was called. Ah, So I wonder why they changed it. Although we had a discussion about the title of the movie that we'll get into a little later because it involves some of the songs used in the movie. Right. (laughs) So that's all the fun facts we got. Well, listen, sometimes there's not a lot out there. (laughs) Good thing we got a lot of favorite moments. We'll have to interview Robert Downey Jr. to get some additional info. (laughs) We'll bring him and Marissa on the show. Yes. (laughs) So favorite moments. This is very early on in it. But in the scene where we see the young version of Faith and they're at like the carnival. Yes, Faith and Kate and Larry. Yes, they're all there. Yeah. So Larry's up in the Ferris wheel with a group of other boys, and they throw a water balloon down onto Faith and Kate and their friends. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's not nice, but I laughed when they did it. And the boys that were up there laughed the same exact way (laughs) as soon as I laughed. (laughs) It's as if you were up there with them. Yes, I was like, (laughs) you got so much joy out of that. (laughs) I I loved it. I was like, brilliant idea. First of all, great, because you didn't hit them with it. It was just on the ground next to them. And I love that, too, because especially for me, knowing what happens, the fact that like Larry was basically flirting with Kate at that point because he was aiming for her, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's because he liked her. Exactly. But that's how, you know, that's how he was showing. That's how you flirted when you were 13. Yeah. (laughs) I had a side note. Yes. Question here. Why did all of the boys have like shirts and ties on in the classroom scene with Marissa? So this is later when Marissa is a teacher. Yes. More faith is a teacher. Well, what were the girls wearing? I don't remember. I mean, they had like dresses on. I, I, everybody just looked very formal. 
maybe it was a a, a private school. Yeah. Just but I mean, they been, weren't uniforms. But, no, they weren't. But maybe they just had a specific dress code. Could be. I just noticed it. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. We'll ask Marissa when yeah. she comes. Yes. Put it on the <laughs> list of questions. <laughs> All right. My first favorite moment. I really love it because it's a scene where they reenact a moment from one of my favorite movies of all time, Mm -hmm. Roman Holiday, starring Audrey Hepburn, my queen, and Gregory Peck. This one, they're at the mouth of truth that we talked about earlier where they did the replica. and They they have to stick their hands in. And if you're lying, like it'll bite bite your your hand hand off. And they both did the the same thing. And they even like used, you know, the voice and everything. Legend has it. That if you tell it a lie and you put your hand in there, it will be written off. And then Audrey Hepburn says, oh, what a horrible idea. And Gregory Peck says, let's see you do it. And then they both stuck their hand in and then brought it out and pulled their sleeves down to where it looks like they <laughs> lost their hands. And what's great about it is I always loved that scene then, but that was, you know, when I was 15, I had not seen Roman Holiday yet. And I fell in love with Roman Holiday maybe four years later. Mm. I was in college and, you know, got to see the real deal. And so that was really fun. I recognize that. Right. (laughs) But I knew (laughs) I had the respect. This was the OG moment, you know. Right. My next favorite moment, when some enchanted evening came on. Yes. I immediately started singing it to you. I sang that in choir in my school. I said that I had a solo with somebody else. You called it a duet. That is true. Now this, okay. So Faith is with Kate and Leslie in their living room and they're drinking wine and eating snacks and she's telling them that she was proposed to. And they use the movie to kind of show Faith is still that girl that believed in soulmates. Yes. And believed in destiny. And I actually mentioned this as an HM, but I can say it now. Like, I love the scene where we see her as a teacher when it flashes forward 14 years. The thing she's saying, talking about destiny leading us back to each other. We're scattered to the ends of the earth, searching and searching for our other half. And all Plato was saying is that if we just stop and go with the flow and follow our destiny, it'll lead us back to each other. We know that girl's still there, you know, that she's still in there. But then she's, they're talking about who she's marrying, and he is, like, the opposite of yeah, that. And he's, and he's not her soulmate. Their relationship is the opposite of yeah, that. Right. Like, it's boring and practical, and I don't know. It's just not. And you can tell her friends are kind of like, yeah. oh, yay. But then they put the movie on, and the song is playing, and they're all just, like, melting, you know, because they want to believe that something like that is real. Right. And could happen. So I like how they used that as well. Right. But then you and I went off on this tangent because I didn't know that you sang that when you were younger. Right. And so I was just fascinated. I was like, tell me more. (laughs) I just thought it was so cute. (laughs) And then I got jealous that you sang it with a girl. You did get jealous. You're like, wait, you sang it with somebody else? How dare you? Like, no, it was a solo that somebody else sang along to. And then I was like, so it's a duet. (laughs) (laughs) I say it's a solo because. You had a solo. I had a solo where I had to sing all by myself. Yeah. Right. And yes, there was, it was a duet in the end. So essentially, I mean, it was a duet. Yes, it was a duet. But you had a solo within the duet. Right. (laughs) If I'm singing by myself, it's my time. And did she have a solo as well? Yes. Okay. I imagine you two like 
on two pillars, towers, like no, on opposite it sides. It wasn't a play, Were right? you holding hands? No. Were you we looking just had into to, each other's eyes? Nope. We just had to step forward and look forward. We both had separate microphones. I hate her already. You hate her. We didn't even look at each other while <laughs> What was we her it. name? I don't remember who <gasps> sang it. I'll be honest with you. All right, good. I'm fine now. There you go. I can move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Sort of. <laughs> okay. And now perform. No, no, I will not. I don't want to do that. Just, just do one no. line. No, I can't. Some enchanted evening. Wow. You're amazing. <laughs> uh, no. I love it. I'm your number one fan. Oh, thanks. It's like me when you were singing karaoke on the cruise. Oh, yes. You were there for me. Rooster by Alice in Chains Rooster. is what you were singing. Yep. Alice in Chains. I was up there. Woo! I was struggling. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you for being there for me. Always. So I love the scene where the four of them, Faith, Peter, Kate, and Giovanni, they go to Positano to find the real Damon Bradley because Peter had posed as Damon Bradley. Yes. And when Faith found out that he was lying, freaked not out. happy. She was very upset. Yep. So he decided to make it up to her by finding the real Damon Bradley. And so the four of them would go together to find him. If you've not seen this movie, this could be confusing. So hopefully you go check it out. Watched it before. Maybe pause this, go watch it and then come back. Yeah, probably a better idea. <laughs> it's hard because it's like you don't want to give the, the play by play of every single moment that, well, listen, that happened. It's but. a movie from 1994. I know. The but it can be statute a of limitations has expired. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying it can be confusing because we didn't explain what happened before. Okay. Go watch the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So they go to this hotel and they find out that Damon is at the pool and he wears a gold medallion. Mm -hmm. So they walk up to the pool and everybody's so excited. And then they see this guy laying on a lounge chair in a Speedo. He looks like he's passed out drunk or something. He's sweaty and hairy and just not what she envisioned. No. You know, and we get this moment from Kate Bonnie Hunt, who is the real star of this movie. Let's be real. Like she is hilarious. And all of her one liners had me cracking up. And I probably appreciate her more now than I did as a kid, but I love her. So anyway, she goes, that's Damon Bradley. (laughs) 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 And they're all like watching, holding in laughter as Kate or Kate as Faith approaches him. Right. Of course, then we find that. That's not him. As she's like talking to him, someone else is like, Damon. And they look over and it's the reveal then is a much more fit, younger. Less sweaty. Less sweaty. Non-speedo wearing. Billy Zane. Yes. But he's Damon Bradley. And so then, you know, Faith is relieved. And he's wearing a medallion, but it's a much more dainty Mm -hmm. medallion, less obnoxious. It's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My next favorite moment. I love how quick. Faith was to absolutely ditch her fiance and go out to find and chase Damon in Italy. I mean, not a second thought. Well, she obviously was second guessing herself. Yes. She's wearing her soon to be mother-in-law's wedding dress, which she hates. It was awful. She but well, she was tr- We think it was awful. If somebody had a wedding dress like that, sorry. I'm sure it was very pretty at the time. Well, she didn't like it. Okay? She did not like it. Yes. <laughs> it was not her style. It's not no. what she would have chosen. 
And her fiance basically just told his mom, sure, she'd wear it. Yeah. And expected her to just do it. Yeah. The worst. So when she gets that phone call and the guy says, my name's Damon Bradley, it hits her like a Mack truck. Like, yeah, it's like that's her sign right there. She's not supposed to be wearing this wedding dress, marrying this guy. Right. She has to go. She has to get a look at him. She has to see what happens if they meet. Mm-hmm. You know, she's been thinking about that name since she was 13, 14 years old. Exactly. I did have a question, though, for our listeners, and maybe you could pose it on Instagram. Has anyone ever been to Venice? And if so, what did they think of it? Was it as magical as it looked? Because that's the first place they go in this movie when they get to Italy. They go to Venice. Is it magical or is it not? I have my doubts that it is, but boy, every movie, it looks incredible. I just wonder how dirty it is in person. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it awesome? Listen, don't ruin my dreams. I don't want to ruin your dreams. I'm just curious. I want to crowdsource this answer. <laughs> no, I'm sure there are people that have been there and maybe lived there. We've had some Italian listeners. That's true. I so. don't know one way or the other. I'm just curious. It could be a lot of work to keep it clean, you know, from like litter and people just litter, you know, but maybe they don't in Venice. Yeah. Well, they do make it look gorgeous they in the do. movie. So. And I just remember feeling like when I saw it back then, when I was, you know, 14, 15 years old, Mm -hmm. I had never, I mean, I'm sure I had seen pictures and stuff, but like I had never seen Venice or any of Italy like on film like that. They did capture it really well. It just looked so magical to me. And obviously I also have a thing for movies that are set in another country where they really do like focus on a lot of the architecture and the statues and things like that that also involve romance because sure. you know i'm thinking of before sunrise mm-hmm. and before sunset and those movies like that was around the same time i think the first one came out in 95 yeah so obviously that was my my thing because it those still are is. like I, some of my favorite movies yeah i feel like it still speaks to you now when you see it it does yeah that's all just a note all right good note <laughs> good note so number three peter and faith are at the airport leaving Italy disheartened. Faith is done with Pete, Peter, (laughs) Peter. because, you know, he has lied to her one too many times because the Damon Bradley that she met at the pool was not Damon Bradley either. He was a friend of Peter's who he had set up to pretend to be Damon Bradley. And listen, it was some shady stuff on Peter's part. It was. He was doing all of that just so he could still be around her. Right. He just was afraid of never seeing her again. And he twisted this whole story (laughs) and it just made it so complicated. So anyway, they're at the airport. They're not together, but they're in line, you know, to go their separate ways. And over the intercom, they call Damon Bradley to the desk. And you see both of them react to hearing it. And then suddenly both of them take off. (laughs) Right. And they run into each other right behind Damon Bradley. And then at the same time, they tap his shoulder and he turns around. And it's this just normal looking dude. Middle-aged businessman. Yeah. Just (laughs) very basic. and and, uh, But kind. Very kind. Yes. And Peter's like, she's been waiting for you her whole life. Like she's, you know, and, and Faith's just like. Uh, <laughs> and Peter is saying, you know, I'm in love with her, but I hope you two will be happy together. And he walks off and Damon, the real Damon is talking to Faith and, and he's he's like, I know he loves you. Do you love him? And she's like, what? He's like, do you love him? I do. 
demon. I, I do. Demon. And then it clicks with her, like, this was what it was about yeah. this whole time. Even though we find out that her brother was Damon Bradley the whole time. Her brother spelled out the name on the Ouija board and paid the fortune teller $2 yep. to say the name Damon Bradley. He was a kid at his school that he didn't like. <laughs> so it was none of that was real. It was all because of her brother. But but he played a role still, in Still, he did play a role. And then she knows that she loves Peter and she runs after him. He's already on his plane getting ready to go to Boston. And she's telling the people at the gate, the man I love is on that plane. And I love that guy's like, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) I love how she yells it. And she's like teary and passionate as she's been like the whole time. But they finally let her on, which again would never happen now. No. But although I think they reticket her. There's a quick shot of one of the desk agents doing something to her ticket. Oh. So I feel like they may have reticketed her. Okay. But very quickly. Okay. That still wouldn't happen now. It would not. But at least they did that. Yes. But there's music playing and everybody's looking as she's coming on, but you can't hear what's happening and you just hear the music. And then you see Peter slowly turn around and see her and stand up. And then the two slowly come together and kiss. And it's another hot kiss because all of their kisses in this movie are so hot. They do look hot. I tried to kiss you the same way you pushed me (laughs) off of you. (laughs) That's because you were licking my face, but not in a sexy way. (laughs) More like how a dog would do it. (laughs) That's what it looked like. No, it's not what it looked like. (laughs) I was trying to do the lip wipe. Oh, where they like like, rub their faces Rub their faces together. Yes. Listen, that can only happen when you're just like really in the moment. And we were not in the moment because that was like in the middle of the day. (laughs) You just were suddenly there. Was in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it was still hot. You can rub your face against mine any day. All right. Do the face swipe. I do love. That the Italians, they were there to support love. Oh, they were all about it. They, yeah, they did anything they could do to get Faith on that plane. And they were all excited along with her as she was doing. Everybody was there. Like the pilot was excited. Yes. Yeah. Laughing. They were standing on the tarmac, like cheering for oh, them. Yeah. I mean, it was it was great because you just wanted to cheer along with them. You did. Happy Italians. Yeah. Not like when they were in America. Like we're just here. We're concerned with business and law. And money. And money. That's like when um, Giovanni and Kate were having lunch and he was talking about how, oh, he didn't have to get back to work. He was yeah. siesta. Siesta. And they were talking about how, you know, she's like, I never lay down during the day. And then he's saying. Yes. In America, you care for work. You live to work. You stop for nothing. But in Italy, we care for food, for pleasure, for love. We were like, let's move to Italy. Seriously. <laughs> Anywhere else where I'm we can get a siesta, that. please. <laughs> <laughs> he just made it seem so wonderful. I know. All right, my first HM. Even though it could have been a favorite moment, it is high up on my list. You were talking about it earlier, but the castles in particular in the background when they're in the countryside. Some of them we see closer up, but they're in the countryside and their car breaks down. Those castles are amazing. Mm -hmm. That's like a fairy tale to me or what fairy tales are like based on. Yeah. It's amazing. Beautiful. 
Okay, HMs for me, I mean, there are so many hilarious Bonnie Hunt moments. Like I mentioned before, her comedy is so subtle. Yeah. But brilliant. There's this moment at Faith's engagement party where she's talking to Larry and she's saying how she has a headache and he's annoyed by that. But he's like, another one. She's like, not that kind of headache, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like was a very 80s, 90s trope of like, not tonight. I have a headache. Right. Like that whole thing. But she's saying this is because I've got 50 something bobby pins holding my hair up. And then there's this random piece hanging down and she's just like, what is this? Put it up. It's just very relatable. And it's something that you share. Like, you're trying to impress all these other people there. But even though they're, like, obviously estranged, he's still her person that she's comfortable enough to be like, what is this? Put yeah. it up. <laughs> I need your help right now. <laughs> I would, I've, I'm sure, done that to you, but I would totally do that to you. Like, <laughs> help me. All right. Next up for me, when we have Peter and Faith dancing on the bridge in the moonlight. Ugh. The saxophone is there playing some enchanted evening. Just an absolutely perfect moment. It's perfectly filmed. The sound was perfect. The moment was perfect with the moonlight and its reflection on the bridge. Oh, perfect. Magic. And the tie-in to them watching the movie earlier Yeah. in the film, you know, it's like now she's here. This is the moment. This is it. This is it. Of course, this is when she still thinks he's Damon Bradley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so there's a part, and this was sad, but it's where Kate is telling Faith that she left Larry. When she came to Italy, she told him she was leaving him. She thinks he's having an affair. Yeah. And Faith, of course, I'm sure that's a tough situation to be in because it's your brother, but also your best friend. And, you know, she doesn't have any proof that he's cheating, but she just has a feeling that he's cheating. Right. Which he says he's not. We find out later. So who knows? Well, I I believed him. Did you? Yeah. I didn't believe him. You didn't? Nope. Oh. I just feel like he just... He's just taking her for granted. Got cranky and... Yeah. Could be. But I loved where Faith says... I know he loves you. I know he would kill tigers for you. (laughs) Which I've always felt like it was out of nowhere. Yeah. I actually meant to look this up before we recorded this to see if there was some attachment to that, some meaning that we should know what she's talking about. But I don't remember anything before that. No, not in the movie, unless it's in like South Pacific or something. Oh, so maybe just, you know, I guess whoever wrote the movie thought that that was romantic some, yeah. to, to talk about. Maybe how, some kind of reference. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you'd kill tigers for me, right? If they I were would. attacking me. If they were attacking you, not just. Not just willy nilly. Right. Not for trophy or anything. No. Just. I don't kill anything. No. Just for. I have to. Just for protection. Right. Yes. Like but, I, well, I'll kill a mosquito. <laughs> I will smash it. I mean, it. that's also protection. It's true. And you've seen the way I react to mosquito bites. Mm-hmm. Wasps. <laughs> I'll kill them. Yeah. Honeybees. I'll leave alone. Okay. Anyway. Spiders? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> uh, But either way, whatever it meant, I still liked the, I just liked the delivery of the line, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I just feel like Faith, again, we know she's a very romantic person and showing that like even a, what's the word for Larry? Like a... uh a lazy, I would say a negligent husband is what I would say. Yeah, he's not lazy in life. Well, it doesn't he works look like, hard. But he does look like he's lazy in their marriage, taking her for granted at the very least. Ordering her around. Yes. It's like, I'm not, I'm not a restaurant, Larry. <laughs> I'm not your waitress. Right. 
But the fact that Faith still had faith in her brother that he loves her that much. Yeah. You know, because she's trying to remind her of like what he did for Kate when they were kids, you know, but she's like, that's been a long time. A lot's changed since then. You know, she's like, no, I still think he loves you that much. You know what I mean? Right. Next up, a, a funny little moment where Faith is upset with Peter. And she slams the door into him and crushes him into the wall (laughs) with no regard for his well-being. But she is upset. She didn't know her own strength. She didn't. (laughs) It looked uncomfortable. Well, and along that same line, when they're – because she's angry, right? And she has every right to be angry. He's lied to her. and. In one of their arguments, she's just like, why would you do this or whatever? And he's like, because I'm in love with you. Uh, What kind of an excuse is that? (laughs) (laughs) But also, it's the one thing about the movie that bothers me a little bit because he's just so quick to say he's in love with her and he's known her for a day. You know, he's definitely infatuated with her. Yes. That can happen immediately. Of course it can. You can absolutely have instant chemistry with someone that makes you feel like you're falling in love with them or that you could fall in love with them. But throwing that word around so early. Immature. Is a red flag. Yes. But it's okay. It didn't bother me when I was 14. Okay. Well, there you go. They wrote it for you at 14. (laughs) They did. (laughs) (laughs) Another small one. When Larry finds out where Kate is and he's like, Italy? Italy. He just says Italy. (laughs) What's my wife doing in Italy? What's she doing in Italy? (laughs) He's like, who says it like that? Yeah. I wrote it down as (laughs) I-T-L-E-E. Italy. Italy. My wife's in Italy. What the hell is she doing in Italy? Who's in Italy? (laughs) And then yesterday we were with hanging out with my sister and our niece and... Italy came up for some reason, and you and I looked at each other and said, Italy. Italy. <laughs> like, oh, now we got a new inside joke. We do. <laughs> <laughs> that we're sharing with all of you. <laughs> Thanks, Fisher Stevens. And my last HM, the scene where Peter is talking to Kate in the hotel room, Faith is not there. And it's after the reveal that he's not Damon Bradley. And Kate, of course, is like, she's defending her friend, but she also sees where Peter is coming from. You know, Peter's like explaining to her how he wasn't even supposed to be there. She wasn't supposed to be there, but they came together anyway. Right. And he's talking about how like his boss was the one that was supposed to come to Italy or Italy. Italy. And (laughs) (laughs) but he got sick and couldn't come and just all these other things where everything lined up, the stars aligned basically to bring them where they were. Very serendipity-ish. Yes. The movie. And there's even a, a moment where they show the stars and they're talking about it being written in the stars. I'm like, is that Cassiopeia? That looks like Cassiopeia. Because <laughs> I was throwing it back to serendipity, the movie. <laughs> Check Kate Beckinsale's arm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, does Marissa have any freckles? <laughs> But yeah, I just, back then I didn't really understand that whole concept. You know, Mm -hmm. I liked it. I thought it all sounded pretty, but I didn't really, I don't know, understand. But looking back on it now, I'm like, oh, that's why I loved this movie so much. Because even then I was like, oh, I just love the idea of seeing that something is meant to be. Right. I like it. I like it too. (laughs) And, you know, I also, I remember at one point she says something about how you'll find your way back to each other. And of course, it just made me think of you and me. That's right. (laughs) I looked over at you on the couch. I've got a couple more. Okay. Small one. We get a few fantastic sunsets. Yes. They were incredible. Breathtaking. Breathtaking. Just incredible. And then lastly, 
when Peter's in the hotel room with Faith, she already knows he's not Damon Bradley, but he's there with her. But he knows what she's going to need as she's getting dressed before she even asks for it. Yes. And I said, because that's what Peters do. <laughs> but then tying on to that, I hate it when we find out that Peter lied again about the whole second Damon Bradley yes. situation. Yep. And I said, that is not what Peters do. No. <laughs> But yeah, that whole scene was great. And he brings her shoes. Yes. And she loves them. And you can tell that she's just like, this guy. Why yeah. is he so perfect? Mm -hmm. Why is he a big fat liar? So is that your least favorite moment then? Yes, that is my least favorite moment. You did not sully the name of Peter. That's right. So I have a few least favorite moments. We talked about how Larry was just basically a bad husband. But there's a moment where he calls Kate and is basically ordering her to get home and make stuff for his buddies that are coming over to play poker. He wants her to go grab some beers because he's running late. Yep. Make sandwiches. Yeah. And he doesn't even ask her. He no. tells her. Yeah. It's not very nice. No. And it's so funny, too, because she's like, I'm not coming home. Mm -hmm. And then she hangs up and she goes, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to her friends. Uh, and we also talked about this, the mother-in-law's wedding dress. Kate shows up when Faith is trying it on and she's like, sweet of her, wasn't it? <laughs> and then uh, Kate's like, yeah, if I had this dress, I'd give it to someone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually a fun moment, but I hate that Faith was even put in that situation of having to wear the dress. Yeah. Like you ask someone if they want to do that. Right. Who does that? Who does it? Ridiculous. <laughs> and. This, people could argue that it's true, but there's a line where they say life's not like it is in the movies. Basically, like, get real. Yeah. Love stories like that don't happen. And I know people personally that have said those things to me mm -hmm. back before I was with you. Right. Basically, like, get your head out of the clouds. You're dreaming. You're never going to have something like that. You might as well just settle, you know, mm -hmm. basically. And I'm here to say that it can be like the movies. Yes, it can. And for us, it is. High five. Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> not to say, I mean, we had a little tiff this morning. You know, it's not like everything's perfect, but. There's still magic and there's still sweetness and love that that's continually happens it's like with us. We do have the magic mm -hmm. and the extremely romantic moments every day. Right. And we've been together going on 10 years now. Yeah. We've known each other much, much longer than that. But it only gets stronger for us. It's not something that fades. And listen, I'm not here to brag. Like, I know people have rough situations in their relationships. And so I definitely can't sit here and be like, it should be like this because it can be like this. But I'm just reminding people that it can be like that. I just don't like the idea that it's not possible to be happy or to have. Yeah romantic moments that are depicted in movies because we've definitely experienced many romantic moments like that. Absolutely. Like you said, just this past week, I randomly turned some music on to get you dancing. <gasps> That's right. At lunchtime. Y'all, he did. It was so sweet. He said, Alexa, play Linger by the Cranberries. And I hope now that that song <laughs> just played in all of your homes across the world. You're welcome. And then he grabbed my hand and we stood there in our kitchen and danced. That's right. And it was magical. I love that you think to do random things like that. You and know? you do it too. Yeah. So just saying, I understand why people are cynical about things sometimes, but 
It is possible. It is. Aren't our signs of the time? You got any? I do. <laughs> I've I have got a, a few. I've got a couple. You've got a few more. <laughs> so I'll go first then. Okay. So at the beginning when they're at the carnival or the amusement park, whatever it is, they're on this ride that is like a ride that we had at our local amusement park, mm-hmm. Lake Winnie. There were two that were similar. One was, I know, called the Himalaya or the Himalayan. Mm-hmm. But it's where you just basically go in a circle, but it's like hills. Yep. And I remember they would always say that the biggest person needed to be on the outside, wherever it is that everybody shifts. Right? These would spin. No, they don't spin within, but you're just going in a circle. Okay. On a track. Yeah, you'd want to be on the outside. The bigger person on the outside. Yes. Because you get smashed by whoever's yes. with you. Right. So they would say like, you know, especially because they're like, don't put a little kid on the outside. And yeah, because them. it's like a bench, right? So you'll slide across it. So yes. to increase safety. Right. Yeah. Because of centrifugal force. Yes. So there are like four girlfriends riding it and they're just so smushed together <laughs> and they're screaming. And I'm just like, it's so funny how that is so fun even though you're really just being slammed against each other right, right. aggressively. I just remember we would ride it all the time, you know, and then you have to, whenever they let you on, if you had to go to one of the carts in the back and you have to walk up the hills and yep. they'd have like the wood slats so you wouldn't slip and fall. I wish I could remember the other. I feel like it was something like rock and roll something. Um, and they would play fun music really loud yep. too while you would do it. We had that at Darien Lake. I can't remember what it was called. But the next version of that is like the Tilt-A-Whirl where yes, we had the things will fly around. But you, you would go in every direction. Yeah. So you couldn't still determine. Everybody yeah. was going to get smushed right. in that one. I loved that one, too. Yeah, that was good. Although it, I feel like it's probably nausea-inducing now. For you? Yeah. No. I don't think I could make it. Oh. This is a sign of the times, right? So when Faith gets the phone call from Damon Bradley, she's in her dress. Kate is there with her. But this is an old school phone, so it's got a long cord attached to the kitchen and she had pulled it into the dining room and wrapped herself up in it. And so then she's suddenly trying to rush because she's decided she's got to go to the airport. And Kate is like trying to get her out of the cord. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, spin, 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 spin. So then Kate's like spinning out of the phone cord. It's like a top. Yes. That's definitely not something that would happen now. No, it is not. And then we talked about it earlier a little bit, but just being able to run through the airport and go wherever you want to go yeah, without having to stop and show anybody any ID or go through security <laughs> or anything like that. I've only had to run through the airport once, but I was already through security, but it was when I forgot my wallet at the security gate. Oh, no. And I was in the Chicago airport and I had to sprint the entire thing and then did not find it there. <gasps> Sprinted all the way back. And was like, I, I don't know how I'm going to get back. Oh, no. Yeah. What happened? It was in my shoe that I was running in. <laughs> <gasps> how did you not feel it? I have no idea. I didn't feel I didn't ever feel it. I found it the day before we were leaving because I didn't wear those shoes again. I normally fly in like sneakers and I was wearing you know, like business shoes. Mm-hmm. And I got them out of my suitcase and set them on the bed and then looked down and I see my face. I was like, oh, I have no idea how I didn't feel it. But I was sprinting for probably 15 minutes either way, <laughs> trying oh, to get them no. as it's there in my shoe. That's like the night of our wedding when I lost my yes. wallet in my wedding dress. In your wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> I 
we got in a fight. We did. On our wedding night. Yeah. Because we thought my wallet got stolen while we were out at the bar. Right. And, and, and I wanted you to call and cancel your credit cards and it was just too late for you. That's very logical of you to say, considering how absolutely wrecked you were. Yeah. <laughs> but... Probably why we got to fight because of it. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't a major fight, but I did cry. But just because we very rarely fight and the fact that we were having a fight on our wedding night, I was like, like, what is happening? (laughs) But I think, too, we were just, you know, the stress level leading up. We were exhausted. We were. And we were both drunk. But then I got out of my dress (laughs) and the wallet falls on the floor. were able to laugh about it. We it was were, fine. It was fine, yes. <laughs> but again, I mean, I guess I can understand how I couldn't feel it because the, the dress had a lot of layers and yeah. stuff, but I just don't, I still don't know where it was, like, because it couldn't have been in my cleavage. <laughs> right. Because there was no room there, yeah. you know, like, I don't know how it was. It was probably like in my skirt, like the tool of my skirt, but like, I don't know how it hadn't already fallen. Right. I really have no idea what happened. Thank goodness that's where it was. Yes. (laughs) All right. First one for me. Maybe this is still a thing, but it was these floating candles. They're like pastel colored, but rose shaped in a bowl. That feels very 90s. Yes. Very 90s to me. Yeah. I never did that. I know what you're talking about. I've seen them in person before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) At your house growing up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very sign of the times. Oh, so when Faith and Kate arrive in Italy, they go to the hotel where Damon Bradley is staying and they're walking in and Kate is like looking all around because it's a beautiful hotel. And she's like, Faith, this is a lifestyles hotel. We can't stay here (laughs) knowing that it would be so expensive. Right. And obviously she's meaning lifestyles of the rich and famous. And she did that at another hotel they went to. She knew she was like, Joan Collins stayed here. That's very telling of the time. Oh, yes. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. And Joan Collins. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Another sign of the times, Marissa's eyebrows. I liked them. I thought they looked good. (laughs) I mean, they look good. They're just very thin. They are very thin. I guess I should look to see that her eyebrows are thicker now, but I I would place bets that they are. Can people get like fake eyebrows if they over-tweeze them? Yes. Get like implants? Yes, they can. Yeah, they're fuller now. Okay. They are. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They really are there. Those look like my 90s eyebrows. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because mine, well, my 90s eyebrows before I tweeze them. Oh, really? Because mine were pretty bushy before I started tweezing them. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people did that and they don't come back. You can go and get... Like a transplant? (laughs) I forget the word (laughs) for them. But yeah, you can get eyebrows. (laughs) One thing I noticed, and you noticed as well, extremely orange colored Butterfinger wrappers. Yes. You know, like a very darkish orange color. Yeah. I was like, is that just the lighting or were the... Rappers much more orange back in the day. I feel like they had to have been, even if it was like coloring or lighting, mm-hmm. it was a different shade than what they are now. Yeah. Or was it just because they were in Italy? Could be. Or Italian butter fingers, a different color. A little different over in Italy. Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another sign of the times, using maps. Mm. <laughs> the way that Faith and Kate got lost trying to drive to Rome, I think. That was when they were going there. And 
They got very frustrated with each other <laughs> and they didn't have cell phones. They didn't have a way to figure it out other than the map and then the arrows pointing on the road. Although two of them said Roma in opposite, opposite directions yes. and, and different they, distances. Right. And they kept looping around yeah. and they ran out of gas. You know, it was this whole thing. I was feeling anxious, but I'm like, oh, that stuff happened all the time back then because what else do you do? Right. You know, I Gotta remember, depend on those Atlas skills. Yeah. I remember getting lost back in in the 90s, you know. I've never really been lost all that much, only with a GPS when it tries to confuse me. (laughs) Yeah. I had a GPS send me in a circle for a little while, and it took me a bit to recognize that it was happening. And then other times I just misunderstand what it's saying or it's being confusing and I go the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But generally it's like, turn around. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like the days of having to stop and ask someone which way something is, you know, are are pretty... For the... (laughs) For the most part, for most of us. (laughs) Something else very telling of the time, Billy Zane lathering up with baby oil. That used to be my suntan lotion. Mine too. We did it. I did it because my sister and her friends did it Mm -hmm. and my mom did it too. Right. Yeah. Not good. Not good. (laughs) Another sign of the times, extremely baggy pleated dress pants on RDJ. He's rocking them. Yes, he was. It reminded me of your photo shoot from your modeling days yeah. where you were wearing the suit because it was pretty baggy like that. They were. I don't think they were pleated, but. Well, I, yeah, I wasn't noticing the pleats. It was yeah. just the bagginess of them. They were baggy. And like an oversized suit, you know. Yeah. That's definitely a look I'm glad has changed. I love a, a fitted, tailored suit. Yeah, it just looks better. Everybody looked so sloppy back then, even right. though for the times they looked awesome. For the time it was cool, but like now seeing the difference, yeah. I just love, love my man in a suit. It's a better style. <laughs> Okay, so in that scene we were talking about earlier where Peter is in the hotel room while Faith is getting ready and he keeps like handing her her jewelry and everything she needs. He's wandering around the room and he picks up pictures that have been developed like from the day before or whatever. He's like, oh, you got the pictures back. And he's looking through and he's like, oh, this is a great one of us. Did you see it? But she's in the bathroom, so she doesn't hear him. And then he just kind of stops talking and puts it in his suit pocket, which, first of all, is very sweet because he's like. I'm keeping this. But also, like, now she doesn't have it. Right. And she'll never have it unless she takes the negatives. She might still have the negatives. Yeah. But just getting pictures developed and that whole thing. Although I felt like that was a very quick turnaround to get pictures back. Yeah, because even the fast ones, I mean, Did they I guess have there could be one hour one photos. One hour photos they could in be. Italy? They could have them. Italy? Italy. <laughs> but I just love in all the chaos they were going through that somebody had time to go get pictures developed. I know. Like, to me, that's where you would wait till you got home from your vacation to get your pictures developed. Seems more realistic, but you wouldn't want to run the risk if things didn't work out and your fiance finding them. Maybe that's what her thought was. Oh, that's smart. Get them developed and leave them in Italy. I love that they just wrote that into it because it wasn't necessary and we didn't even see the pictures. We didn't see them taking any pictures either. No, but it was just this little moment of him wanting to keep the picture, you know? Right. The night that they all go on the boat, Mm -hmm. it's like a fancy yacht. Yacht. Yeah. And they're having like a, I don't know, it's party, dinner, whatever. But they're wearing, you know, fancy dresses. And Kate is wearing a big old scrunchie in her hair, (laughs) holding her hair back with a big scrunchie. It's just funny because to me, I do not associate a scrunchie with formal wear. Right. That would be like wearing tennis shoes with a formal dress kind of thing. It was Which a I fancy scrunchie. People do it, but not really in the 90s going to a fancy dinner. Really? I wouldn't think that it, like, because to me, granted, she's probably, 
we were talking about how old we thought they were. And I feel like 30s. But at least I feel like Kate should be in her 30s. But I also think Kate and Faith were the same age. They were. So they should both be in their 30s. And she's got kids that are at least like eight or 10. I don't know. Did we see their kids? No, but she talks about them. Oh, okay. Okay. I just imagine like Fisher Stevens is not in his 20s in this movie. No. Now, I know he was a little older, but not much older. Right. Anyway, I just don't imagine that a 30-year-old woman going to a fancy dinner on a yacht wearing a fancy dress is going to wear tennis shoes with that dress. But she will wear a big scrunchie. I accept the big scrunchie. It could be dressy. It made me think of (laughs) the argument on Sex and the City between Berger and Carrie when he wrote one of the characters wearing a scrunchie. Yeah. And she got so upset about that. (laughs) Made me laugh. And my final sign of the times is the song playing as the end credits are rolling Once in a Lifetime by none other than Michael Bolton. Once in a lifetime You found the one you really love Belting it out. Very 90s. Oh, yeah. Though this led to a discussion of, like, the movie is called Only You. Mm -hmm. Now, they did play the song at the beginning of the movie, but... I just feel like this movie should have either been called Once in a Lifetime, if mm-hmm. they're going to end it on that song, or Some Enchanted Evening. Yes, Some Enchanted Evening would make a lot of sense. Right. I'm just saying the use, like if you're going to name the movie after a song, yeah, I feel like you should have probably picked the one that you made as like its own character in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. I just thought that was an odd choice. I think it is as well. And I agree with you. That it should have had one of those other names. Yeah. Would or more sense. Or play only you at, at the, the end of the movie. Right. I mean, I get that they were probably thinking, well, once in a lifetime feels a little more epic, a little more final than only you. Yeah. I get that. Only use a little, little more of a relaxing, sweet tune. It is. And you know what's funny is when I, we were watching this, I love what they do now with a lot of movies. It's not every movie, of course, but when you get something either after the credits or at the very end as like this little bit of closure, because mm-hmm. it's like, yes, the movie ends sweetly, but you always just want a little bit more of, okay, where are they now? Like that kind yeah. of thing. Only you too. Maybe the sequel could be called Once in a Lifetime. Yes. That would be a much better idea. Yes. Yeah. You were trying to come up with ideas for a sequel. Yeah. But they were all sad. Yeah. Let's not go there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was just trying to make it compelling. I want people to still be together, but that still needs to be a compelling story. Yes. But I mean, I don't think you need to kill anybody. I didn't say anybody died. Or make anyone sick or anything. Listen, there has to be something that's compelling in it. If you're going to keep people together, because I hate every single sequel where people have ended happy and together. They just break them up so they can bring them back together. Uh, Yeah, I don't like like that. All right. Could we do it a different way? I agree with that. Because you're like, I don't want to know that that's what happened. Exactly. With that. Yeah. What were we just watching that was like that? Well, before sunrise. Mm -hmm. And they didn't get together in that six month reunion. Right. And it's like you always wanted to believe that they did see each other. And so to finally get to find out what happened, I mean, maybe I'm sure they were like, well, will it be more romantic for them to have not seen each other again? And it's not for reasons. I mean, it, it was because there was a death in the family. 
So it's understandable, but they could never right. find each other. You know, is it better to have that be the reason why they're not together or to have them have been together and then fizzled out or didn't work? Yeah. Somebody cheated or whatever. Yeah. I feel like for that story, using that where it's like, I couldn't make it because of a valid reason. Yes. And we never shared contact information. Yeah. At least keeps the question and the spark alive. Right. Whereas in other stories, like you're saying, after sunrise or sunset, whatever it is, if they had met up and it just fizzled out or something else happened, mm -hmm. it's like more final yes. than if they just hadn't had the chance. Yeah. If we ever cover these movies, we'll talk about it in, yeah. in depth. But it is a little annoying knowing that. And we just rewatched these. So that's why it's fresh on the brain. But like that they had the Internet eventually. Like so they could have looked each other up. Did they not know eventually. each other's last names? Possibly. I don't remember if they exchanged last names. Because she was in, they were both like in New York City at, at one point. Right. At the same time. I just feel like that's not realistic that they wouldn't have looked each other up. Yeah, because there's phone books. Yeah. You know? You would have tried. Yeah. But I mean, and seriously, once everybody got online in the late 90s. Right. You're telling me that you didn't try to find this person? Like, I just don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe it either. Maybe they tried and failed. I don't know. Could be. Or they didn't have last names. That. Yeah, that's plausible. hard. That's hard. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> this was fun. It was fun. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed. And uh, we're back. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Once you have found her, never let him go. Her go. Once you have found her, never let her go. Go to post it. Positano. Positano. Yeah. Is that how I say it? Sure. It sounds so much better when they say it. Positano. 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 <laughs> um. <laughs>